There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. This is Chris. I'm Desmond. I'm Rose. And I'm Kern. You thought what? I was kind of <laughs> We're all here. We're all four here. Woo! Like Nerdtastic Four. We're here again. We are. It is official. Yeah. Um, so we're coming with some good news and some bad news, I think. Kern, why don't you start us off? I know you got a list of things for us to yeah, run I've got, down. I've got just a couple. It's not really that big of a deal. But um, one of the things is regarding Deadpool 2. Um, there's some talk about some of the casting decisions for Deadpool 2. Yeah. And um, one of those is um, they interviewed the screenwriters, Paul Wern- Wernick, if that's how you say it, and Rhett Reese. And uh, they basically said, we're going to go into production in the next couple of months and cast announcements will be coming fast and furious. Now, <laughs> does that mean Vin Diesel's coming? <laughs> Vin Diesel's Who's going to play Cable? Because that's the big question. Vin Diesel is Cable. Wow. Yes. Here's I mean, it's either, Vin, I think it's either him or, or, or Kurt, Kurt Russell. Or Common. Come on. It could be anybody from Fast and Bishop, Fred, he's going to be Bishop. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Ludacris is coming. He I will mean, be Nathan Summers. I don't know if that was a play on words as a hint. or. <laughs> oh, what? it's got to be a hint. Uh, yeah. they, were, they were doing something. Yeah. Um, they they're gonna Domino's gonna be in it. Domino right, is really? gonna be in it. Yeah, really, I thought that was cool. Yes, Domino is in it. Um, and and they've announced that it's uh I'm not gonna say her name right. Uh, Sazi Beats. Yeah, yes. uh, I'm not sure how you say her name either, but yes. Yeah, Zazie. it might be it might be it might be Zany uh, radishes. Nice. I'm not positive. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for Domino. That'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see what they do if they make her as violent yeah. and as crazy as she they, is. Yeah, well, as they would do with Deadpool. So it's a good fit. I mean, they've always gone well, good together. And so. and what they said in there is that um, you know Reese was quoted as saying some you know when they're talking about uh, you know the casting for Cable and you know he's he's saying you know I think intimidating, scary. A great fool opposite the lunacy. And then he goes on to say someone with a great deadpan thing where they can react to someone who's being crazy. Someone who also has a spark of a sense of humor. This person has to be funny because they're buddying up with Ryan Reynolds and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, The Rock has has got a good (laughs) sense of humor. So I was wondering, you know, Vin Diesel's done some funny stuff, but The Rock's pretty personable. So I don't know. I was thinking The Rock when I was reading. It could be, but the problem is that he's going to be Black Adam for DC. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, honestly, if The Rock played every member of the Justice League, I'd watch it. <laughs> It'd probably be right. better, Wonder but... Woman would be amazing. I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jason Momoa because I can I, see like two big Polynesian guys. I think you have you have an, an fiction fixating on 
uh, switching Vin Diesel or The Rock out with other actors. You know, you know. I'll be honest. My it's because fan- it would almost always improve. Something. Well, no. You know who my fan casting is for The Rock should have played. Huh? Is a more physically impressive Lex Luthor. Mm. He's bald. He pulls off like, like the exact Luther, opposite of what he did. Think like the '90s Superman cartoon, right? right? Exactly. Lex, Lex was like a muscular, he the same, strong yeah, guy. He had the same frame as Superman. Yeah. I could definitely see The Rock playing that Lex Luthor, yeah. Yeah, and he was even a little tan in that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it works. It It worked. It worked, but that. You could voice him in the HD remaster of (laughs) Superman 64. HD remaster? You mean the finished finished version? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, the draw distance will be over uh, 20 feet. All that good stuff. (laughs) Oh, the speed racing game will be finished. Right. They won't make you fly through rings. It'll be great. No, that's the whole game, though, Chris. <laughs> the whole game is fly It's through. like a retarded Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, it's true. So I don't they're know. Like if... an elephants. You only want crayon for them. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's how that game was designed. I'm pretty sure it was a team of the elephant kid and the I like turtles kid, like <laughs> designing that game. Like even turtles. though they weren't, even though they weren't born yet, they definitely designed that game. Um, <laughs> I have some sad news. You want the sad news? No one died that uh, I can think of off the top of my head. Chuck Berry died. Chuck Berry died. Chuck Berry. That's right. And as I kept seeing, I I saw one person on Twitter say, none of y'all even knew he was still alive. (laughs) (laughs) I knew he was alive because he's still performing for a long time. I don't know if he was still Uh, performing at the end, but I knew. But, okay, so Chuck Berry. My sad news, which isn't on that level, but still very sad, is apparently the the, the Ratrix... The Matrix needs to be rebooted. Uh, I, 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 to be. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't know why you reboot a series that's only had one movie. <laughs> Come on, the Animatrix is good. There's two films. That's separate. That's a, that's a, that's a side thing. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys like the Matrix in general? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought yes, it was great. Yeah. In general. Now, here's my, here's my problem. I don't think you should be able to reboot a movie where the main character can still play the main character, <laughs> even though it's been 20 years. True. My my one thing I thought of when I saw that they were thinking of rebooting it is I feel like The Matrix is perfect for doing a Star Trek-style reboot, yes. where it's technically still in the same universe as the other ones, and can have a bunch of connections because of the fact that it's all... Right. Virtual and a right. simulation and stuff. So if they did something like that, I think it would actually be really cool. But they're probably going to. But go they're Terminator. probably going to fuck it up. They're probably going to go instead. Terminator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rise of the Machines. Yeah, they can even use the same title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matrix Rise of the Machines. Perfect. Um, right. That robot yeah. knows kung fu. <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. could it could be really cool, but they're probably I don't know. I'm not excited about what it. What if they announced that the whole thing was uh, Neo got older and he's John Wick? In the movies have been a tie-in all the man. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my dream. Yeah, because he kind of is like Neo in <laughs> that's John what I'm, Wick. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, he came to the real world, and that's what's happened is he's gotten older. We've recovered. No, and then it's revealed that he's been blind in both John Wick movies. Yes. <sighs> what? For real? Yeah, and in, 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 our, in our dreams. <laughs> no, but wasn't Neo what? blind at the end of the Yeah, yeah, he got burned on Yeah. Trinity, so it's like, I can't see. Yeah, exactly. So in uh, John Wick, if he's still Neo, that means he's blind. Yep. Yeah. So, so blind. <laughs> so yeah, 
That's that's very up in the air news. I don't know if it's good or bad. Well, we won't know if it's good or bad until the, the shitty movie comes the out. The rumor I heard is that they're going to do something like you were talking about. They're not actually going to reboot it. Uh-huh. They want to do a before there was the one, there was Morpheus. Because I know they were talking about Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Who Me is Morpheus. Who right, was great in Creed. Yeah. Um, he was also in the Fantastic Four. No, there, that wasn't a movie. So he... <laughs> oh, no, it was three movies. I don't know. <laughs> the first half of Fantastic Four, they didn't even have powers yet. They still hadn't turned into what they were going to be halfway through the movie. Just a colossal pile of crap. Anyway, <laughs> the, that's not Michael B. Jordan's fault. Yeah, no. So if no. he was playing a young Morpheus, I think that'd be kind of pointless. It'd be like, oh, okay. Let me. Let me that's fine, I guess. No one has good connotations with the word prequel. Well, with Matrix specifically, I feel like all the time leading up to when they found Neo doesn't really Shit, sound like yeah. there was much happening. Yeah. Unless they decided to make up a bunch of stuff or make up like a like Morpheus every couple of years found someone he thought was the one and just kept telling people, "You're the one." And that just, would be kind of interesting. They, and to then see they him kept dying. Once. Yeah, that would be kind of actually interesting. I guess. So. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would. I would be I'd much rather, more interested yeah. in a Matrix series. Yeah, like I'd rather see something like that's separate completely of what it was before. Yeah. yeah. New characters, uh, same world. I think it can be still be really interesting story. But yeah, let's let's just cut all ties with the previous one. Otherwise, it's, I don't need who's, a prequel. Who's going to play the young architect though? Hmm. I don't know. Mm. What's Topher Grace doing? Has anyone seen that guy? Is he alive? Um, or Spider Man Three just Topher killed Grace him. Doing? He just he... he just killed his career, right? Being Venom. I think he looked in the mirror and realized he was Andrew Garfield, and that what happened to him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, I'm not Topher Grace at all. Uh, no, he actually made a fan cut of the Star Trek. Yeah, Star I read Wars. about that. That's he cool. he did a he did his own Edit. cut of the Super prequels. Cut, yeah, huh? Did like a small screening with some friends. Everyone that saw it at that screening said it was the best version of the prequels, and they'll never see the light of day because of this thing called copyright. What do you do? It's the best cut of the prequels. Yeah, it's like, oh man, that's the most beautiful piece of shit we've seen so <laughs> yeah, far. That's exactly right. Good uh, job, dog. Who, who else? Who else has news? Because my brain has gone from Matrix to Topher Grace, and it can't handle that. <laughs> uh, there was just one thing I had a question on. You, you know, stuff with the Power Rangers. There's a latest news that I saw on this. Now I'm sure it's pretty old, but it's talking about um, the Yellow Ranger uh, coming to terms with her sexual orientation. Talking about a gay Power Ranger. Really. Yeah, I haven't heard and, that. I haven't really been keeping yeah, up. It's, it's that would be highly ironic to me, but yeah, apparently it's during the second act, and um, it's assuming she's having boyfriend problems, and soon realizing that perhaps she's actually having girlfriend problems. Oh, and snap. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess my question is, and I think we touched base on this before when we were talking about like the potential of a gay Superman and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Is like if the characters originally was that character and it was gay, she, he, whoever was gay, then who cares if they're gay? But if you're just like putting stuff in there just for the sake of saying, oh, now we have a gay Power Ranger. Right. Being like know, a, 
making them the token gay character. Right, exactly. It all just, depends on just how Just so they, they can say, it. oh, we have a gay character. It's like, yeah, okay. Because I know there's more and more films coming out where people are making a big deal that are that are like remakes That's or, what I don't get. or whatever. And it's they're having gay characters in there where originally they there weren't gay characters. Well, it's also one of those things, though, too, with Power Rangers – with um, Kimberly and Jason, they had like a romance, so it was established that they were straight. But if you think about Billy and Zach and Trini, there was never any relationship stuff with them in the yeah. first place. So it was never established that they were right. straight or gay. So it's something so, like, they could play with. Yeah, so then making them making Trini gay, if it's Trini or whoever the Yellow yeah, Ranger is. Yeah. yeah, so making her gay in the movie wouldn't be like changing anything because yeah. we never had an orientation for it oh, okay. in the first place. Yeah. And it, um, it definitely depends on how they do it. Like, yeah. is it a, is it like heavy handed? Is it going right. to be just another thing? Because I know that like, it's, I don't think it's ever a problem when we, at, when we have more representation for yeah. that community. I, I agree with that too. No, but that's the thing I was saying earlier is like when I said no, it's because I don't like the idea that all of a sudden we have to announce gay characters. I don't know if you guys ever watch movies in the 80s and early 90s. Gay characters have always, always right. been there. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It is and now weird. it's yeah. like we have, have to, to announce it flag. Yeah, we're like, we will right. be like, having no, a gay character. No, you can just watch the movie um, and be like, oh, the Yellow Ranger's gay. That's so, fine. So there's a new, um, this is connected. I'm not just changing the subject. It's all Tomorrow, fun. Mass Effect Andromeda comes out. It does. Um, mm-hmm. Or and tonight. some people, if you have uh, EA Access Pass or whatever yeah. on the Xbox or PC, you've been able to play it for the last couple of days. And um, somebody got to a point where um, people are getting checked into this spaceship. Because the idea in this game is they're leaving Earth to find a new planet to colonize. Right. Well, they're interviewing people, and they're basically just saying, okay, um, what is it you do? So they're looking for, like... In what way will you be useful to us? Mm-hmm. So this person's like, what do you do? And they go, I was born Steven, but I know on Andromeda I can be Natalie. It's like, one, like the That's way they handled that. Do? And everyone on Twitter that I've seen talking about this that is trans is just like, is there no one at Mass Effect that's trans? Because no one says, hey, what do you do for a living? I was born a man, and now I'm a woman. It's like the way they're handling it in that <laughs> it's game really seems weird. really bad. Oh, yeah. yeah it's really Like awkward. they're trying way too hard to be like, look, we're being inclusive. It's like, um... And I don't know if you've played Mass Effect, but it's always been a little bit inclusive. Yeah. You play the storyline, right? Like, I you have... didn't need to do that to show that they're Ooh. inclusive. Oh, yeah. yeah. You keep going I... through that thing. The other thing that I noticed from that dialogue in the game... I have some trans friends. Whenever I met them, they just introduced themselves as the name that they go by. Right. They didn't start off by going, I used to be Bob. Marie, <laughs> now I'm John. They don't yeah. they don't just tell you like their whole yeah. background, you know? Yeah. So the way that they did it in that everyone's just like so it turns out no one at Bioware has ever met a trans person before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm excited for the game to come out. I mean, yeah. I I have it downloaded on my PS4 already. I'll be able to play it when I go home. I hate you. I'm <laughs> I'm broke, so I, I cannot. Uh, well, here's the thing. I pre-ordered uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole last fall, so so I could get Stick of Truth for free. Right. And then they delayed the game like a month ago to an unspecified date, so they had to refund everybody's money. And when they refunded no. my money. They only gave me PlayStation credit. 
Yeah, that so makes I was like, sense. Got to buy a game, I guess. And I was like, Oh, Mass Effect. I'll buy Mass Effect. The bastards. Uh, well, I don't know if you've <laughs> ever played. on them. Already beat Stick of Truth, if so I got a free game out of it. If you've ever played Stick of Truth, it is a actually truly wonderful no, game. It's a really good RPG. It's one of the best. I was uh, expecting RPGs. it to be funny and just kind of trudge through the gameplay. Nope. Super no, fun it's game. really great game, and it's yeah. one of those guided RPGs, but it just doesn't feel like it. The story works somehow. And it's open world in the sense you can go all over South Park. Right, but there's a final mission. Like, you don't gain that much by going, like, open world roguing too bad. Right. But it's still, it's still fun. I want, I want to play Andromeda so bad, but, uh, I can wait. I can wait. Uh, yeah. Well, I have to wait. We got a little, little sidetracked, but. Well, I was, I was just bringing it up because well, of, like, if, the whole yeah. idea of token inclusiveness. Yeah, there's yeah. a difference and, between, yeah, being inclusive yeah. and just being like, look! Which, uh, you know, speaking of that, I know we haven't gotten to the Beauty and the Beast part, but I, which go see Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Does the rumor come out? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> there, there are moments, but I, I, the thing that bothered me was I think the title they used was exclusively gay. Was that what it was? The there thing? was an ex, that's what some people were saying was that there was an quote unquote exclusive gay scene. I don't uh, know what that means. I will tell because you. Because the whole Gaston song, I think it's exclusive. Well, that's to say that, it, <laughs> look, uh. Is it one well, of the lines, no one bones like Gaston? Isn't that one of the lines? LeFou is, but isn't like, oh, he's not flamboyantly gay. He's comically gay, but not in an insulting way. Like, he uses it to effect. I wouldn't say there's an exclusive moment where he does it like there's a wink in the mirror after Gaston if that's bothering people. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even say that, like, it, out of context, if I showed that scene to people, I don't think you could tell me it was a gay scene as much as it was a fourth wall break. Uh-huh. And then, and then the other thing is there's one moment where, which may be what people were talking about, where, um, the animate wardrobe throws, like, ribbons and cloth at people and they get turned into different clothes. And it dresses the three guys that are attacking it, and one of them gets turned into a girl. And I was like, "Oh, I kind of like this." And then like winks, <laughs> and then that's it. That's that's the moment I'm assuming they're talking to. Because to me, that was the most out of the box. Like, look at this. This guy likes to dress like a girl moment, but See, none of it was like no. There was no like, oh, I'm gonna grab his ass. When I first saw the outrage about the outrage, you know, the internet outrage, it's <laughs> like probably outrage. twelve people just being really loud. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> when I saw that though. My first thought was, I swore he was gay in the cartoon version. Yeah. Why are people mad now? And then, well, it's I the actually same saw a lot of the priest online. can't have a boner in Little, Little Mermaid. It's just inappropriate. I saw people online that were like, oh, good. Disney's first gay character, his name is French for the, the fool. fool. Boy, we sure are happy about this one. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. He's yeah. not even a main character, he's no. like a side character sidekick. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know why people get so upset about this. I saw like the joke tweets too. Just saw Beauty and the Beast. I guess I'm gay now. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was some of that going around. I don't know. Uh, Catching I, the gay. There was some gay it. going around. I don't know. Yeah, it's contagious, you know? <laughs> no, that's, people, people think like that. I just like sit that. in my basement all the time and don't go out anywhere because <laughs> I don't want to catch dread. gay. No, I shook hands with a gay guy once. I had to say, Oh no, Chris. Oh, no. Make sure I didn't oh, give no. it to anybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh no! That's how it works. Uh, but uh, no, it was a good film. I will say that. Yeah, uh, everyone should go check it out. I don't, I'm not normally a Disney guy at all. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is one that I like, but I went to go see it. Uh, I took my wife. 
my best friends and their their kids because it was the kids' birthday. So we took them to go do that, and it was it was actually pretty entertaining. Nice. And there are parts that weren't in the animated one; they changed up some stuff. But overall, well, like all the classic songs were there too. Yeah, right? the songs like, are really guest well, and, yeah, they were really well. And somebody done. said like, I, I think, didn't think like, they would be like some of the songs have some new lines or changed. They lines, do. They're they're, they're different. They're reworked, of right. course, to fit yeah. with yeah. live action and stuff. But man. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it coming out. Nice. See, I'm easy. Like, if somebody goes, Emma Watson's in theaters, I'm like, cool, I'm there. I'll <laughs> well, go watch that. What's his name? Uh, Luke Perry? What's the guy? The, the guy that plays Luke the Beast? Evans. Luke oh, Evans. No, he Gaston. plays Gaston, yeah. He, he's actually really good, and I didn't think that... He was going to be? I didn't oh. like him cast that way, but it works really well. They all sing pretty well. I don't know if it's their real voices. I really feel like right. uh, Emma well, is not singing. In my head, I can't picture Josh Gad singing at all. Um, he sings all the time. Does he? Yeah. In he's, what? He was he was in Book of Mormon. I haven't seen Book of Mormon. And he was he was Olaf. Frozen. I haven't seen Olaf. <laughs> Frozen? Oh, I haven't seen Frozen. He started off as a Broadway star. I've never seen Frozen. And he sings so like in all of his videos and stuff. Like, he, he can sing. Yeah. He I don't know anything about Josh He doesn't Gad, really okay? have like... He a, just doesn't look like somebody that sings. He, I, he doesn't look like somebody that wants to know. But James Corden and, I, and that guy sings. I have, to, I have to show you the uh, the Book of Mormon soundtrack. But uh, I don't know. It was it was, it was an enjoyable film. Just I as, can't wait to see the next one. Just, just a side note about Beauty and the Beast. They did this great sketch on James Corden the other day. <laughs> where they had the guy that played Gaston. They had Josh Gad. And the guy that played the Beast. Okay. And then they had like a small group of people that were from some acting troupe or something like that. And they acted out scenes from Beauty and the Beast on a crosswalk whenever the light would turn red. Nice. So they'd run out start and like uh, James Corden was dressed as Belle for every scene. So they run out, <laughs> they sing for like 20 seconds and then run off the street. And then they come back out and do the next scene and then run off the street. Oh my God. And so like when, it, when they were oh, singing sorry. during that, it was really, really good. But obviously that was like for TV hmm. and everything. Yeah. But um, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. It made me like the people that were like. It made me like the guy that's playing the beast. Since I don't know who the hell that guy is. I don't know either. Yeah. But like he sang his parts, and I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, he sang well. Yeah, that's so, my question. What? Did, how did the beast look? I mean, because in the you know I haven't yeah. seen the film, but in the trailers he looked very plastic and fake. Yeah. Did he I look mean, that way actually on film? I mean, in the theater. Yeah, it's. It's obviously not 100%. It's one of those things that if it was up to me, it would have been practical makeup. Yeah. I don't know why people don't do that more often. It's like it yeah. looks so much better than CGI and it like ages so much better when you have actual practical makeup. And it like, I don't know. There's just so many people who can do such amazing it stuff with really, makeup nowadays. Right. It really suffered, I think, from uh, abuse of CGI. I will uh, say that. Yeah. Now, the characters, the... The inanimate objects. I understand you probably have to do mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Uh, right. They were. They were good. Yeah. They yes. were. They were solid. I liked them. They they did look fake in the way that we know they're fake. Like right. Uncanny Valley but that's kind okay of thing. because. But it wasn't. I mean, it's a movie where a wardrobe and a piano and a teapot <laughs> and a cup and come to life. Right. Those things I'm not so upset with. A lot of the scenery, though, you could tell was just lazily. Slapped CGI. on like oh, there was really? a lot of green screen going on, oh, and I it just uh, it didn't it didn't work for me. And it, especially surprising since I really like Jungle Book, and yeah. I thought it looked great in the aspect that it was almost all green screen. Yeah. Right. So I don't know why they 
they did that for here. It just it seems like I would have rather seen the village from Monty Python than the <laughs> crap they gave me. And then oh, there yeah. were there were landscapes. Which one, the one where he's bring out your dad. Yes. Yeah. yes, and the weighing of a duck. Uh, I would have taken either. <laughs> I had to look up a picture of the beast because I remember I, I was like something bothered me about him and I can't remember what it was, but now I remember. He looks like the X Men beast, but just with brown hair instead of blue. <laughs> he has horns and horns. That's it. It's beast with horns and not blue. I'm like, yeah. I, I thought the design was good. He doesn't look like that to me in the in the film, uh, but I would have rather seen him look like Kelsey Grammer's beast mm. in, in 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 the. It just. It really, that's one of the sad parts. Like Kern said, he saw it, it looked plastic, it looked fake. Yeah, it does. And it's the thing with Tarkin where it's such a shame because for some of the transformations, for some of the distance shots, sure. For some of the action moments, okay. But all the time, I don't know if they did use practical, but I can tell you. It didn't uh, look like it. it. Not enough to make me overlook the crappy CGI stuff. Yeah. See, what worries me about that is the like. A lot of people kept saying that The Lion King is going to be a live-action remake, but they said that it's not. It's just going to be completely CG. Right. And I'm like, uh, why? Because at that point, it's just a 3D cartoon. It is, is what well, it's a just, CG it's movie just, is. Yeah. It's just animated. It's still right, animated but it's film. like, I get it with The Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast, because there's people in it. Right. But Lion King, there's no people, it's just animals, so then I'm like, you're just making... Especially when, like, all those voice actors are still alive. Yeah. Right. They even said James Earl Jones is going to be Mufasa in the remake. So it's like, why are you doing it at all? Yeah. I don't... What it's, would be really cool is if they redid it kind of the way they do the Broadway show, where it's like a, a mixture of people and animal. It's more people, like, in tribal outfits. That. You wouldn't be for no, I don't a like tribal that. version. I don't like that whole idea. I mean, I get it works for a stage play, mm-hmm. but I would not want to go... In a movie? No. Mm. Do you think, and, uh, I got sorry, a question. Go yeah. I got a question. Do you think that... Because something that just went into my um, head, and I was going back and looking at the pictures of the Beast, because, like Chris, he was wanting to remember stuff. And so... You know, back whenever we've seen movies where they've gone in full-blown makeup, you know, and the actors, you know, they they interview after the film come out and everything like that. And they talk about how they were, like, in the makeup chair at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and they were in makeup for five hours straight, and then they had to film. And, you know, they were, you know, a lot of their time was spent in the makeup chair. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the decisions for some of this stuff – I mean, sure. As an actor, if you're if you're hungry enough, you'll I guess you'll sit in that chair and shut up and and do the makeup. But you think because of the time frame that they, you know, is it easier to do the CGI versus to have these actors sit in the chair for five hours or six hours each time they want to film? Maybe it's weird because it might be it might take less time, but it's definitely more expensive. Yeah, and it probably so it's takes, a weird offset. I mean, more yeah. time for who? It's less time for the actor. It's probably more time for the. CGI, right? Like it's definitely uh, easier for the actors, but it's way cheaper to put on practical makeup every day. And I also think it would have just looked better. I mean, it it reminds me, you know, one of the things I hate going back and watching old films. Like I don't know if you guys have recently watched like Conan or uh, Highlander or Ghostbusters before the CGI times when we used to just slap animated stuff onto films and it looks horrible because you're fighting an obviously like hand-drawn ghost. 
Right. It's just like a wispy spirit. I mean, it looks cool. And when we were kids, that was the best there was. So you're like, holy shit. Right. But now it's aged so terribly because hand-drawn lightning doesn't look like real lightning. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's going to happen with some of the CGI stuff that we have. Is like, oh, remember when CGI was just figuring out how to work? Yeah. Because that, was- uh, that Leia and that Tarkin from Rogue One, not to beat a dead horse... <sighs> Uh, I don't see any way in 10 years anybody goes and looks at that and goes, man, I Those can't believe like we pulled people. that off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I think I've talked about this before. Uh, there's a video on YouTube that's just about, it's just called uh, CGI looks bad except when it doesn't. And it, go, <laughs> and it goes through a bunch of movie scenes where it's like, this is CG and you probably couldn't tell. We're showing you that it's green screen now. But you didn't know it was green screen CGI until just now. So, like, there's stuff that looks really obvious, like Tarkin and Leia did. But then it's like, well, um, I can't remember what scenes they were talking about, but, like... But, like, um, some of the blaster bolts, some of the background stuff, it's all... I mean, but that's the point, is if it sticks out, it shouldn't stick out. I I understand. See, and the the whole problem, obviously, is you have Tarkin, a CG person, next to a real person. So it's super obvious that it's not real. But, like, laser bolts coming out of guns. Right, exactly. There's not real laser bolts also to compare them to, so they just look real because that's what you're expecting them to look oh, like. Yeah. Shit. I'll tell you right now, one of the best scenes, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Jet Li's The One. I have. Yeah. Is that the one where he has to kill himself yes. in other dimensions? That's a great movie. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know the scene at the beginning where they're going down the prisoner transport and he breaks out and he kicks all the people and time slows down? Yeah. Almost all of those people... That entire scene is almost entirely computer generated. Really? Yeah, he's there, but he's hitting like tennis balls on strings and stuff <laughs> to hit his marks. And That's then they add good. it. And like, I didn't know that until a few years after I had already bought the movie and was watching. I watched the, one of the featurettes and it was showing how they did that. And I was completely blown away. Yeah. That's I, still one of the best uses. I didn't know that until was. I was recording this podcast. Okay, right and I said it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, that, that's my Beauty and the Beast takeaway. Uh, it was really fun. The music was great. It looks like Beauty and the Beast, but the CGI probably was the weak point. And it's not like it's super bad, like, oh, my God, I can't watch this. It's just one of those things you know isn't going to age well. Yeah. 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 And it seems lazy in some aspects. I still give it, like, an 8 out of 10. Nice. I'll have to go see it. Especially if you're you're into Disney, you probably love it. I would say that my uh, recommendation for their next one has got to be Mulan. They're doing Uh, Mulan. Uh, but I, I say that because I want it to be um, more actiony. Because some of the yeah. fight scenes in the battle uh, looked like they were going to be yeah. intense, and then they kind of family friendly. And I understand they have to do that. But even if you just had two big armies and you just swept the camera across it and showed them fighting, and then had key character battles, it would be a lot more friendly and like. So the thing that um, I've heard about the Mulan story uh, is that they're definitely doing it. I think it's the next one they're doing, or. I know they're, Lion King, King. The they're doing Lion it's, King. It's the one after Lion King. Because Donald Lovett. Um, but oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the problem, I think, or might be a problem, depends on how you think about it. Um, they've said that they're not, none of the songs are going to be in it. See, that's real dumb. Yeah. That's super dumb. Especially well, I don't know. If have... they make it the action way, like, I'd watch it. I mean, think about it. Move on as an action movie yeah. would be badass. But, like, 
That's true, I guess, too. The, 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 I'll Make oh. a Man Out of You song is, like, one of that, the best yeah, that's songs. that's what I'm going to say is Make a Man Out of You is one of the great Disney like songs. Like, if they just but, did but, it with just that song. No, but I'm saying, but imagine the seven the line doors. in, though, I think that would be, like, people would get a kick out of that, too, especially in a big budget. Like, think about it. Jet Li, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hero. Yeah, Nameless, I mean, that, that could be cool, too. And then, then he's in there, and they're, he's like, she's like, I want to fight. And he's like, you're going to fight. And then he's training, he's like, I'll make a man out of you. Like, you would bust out laughing in yeah. a serious movie, and it wouldn't ruin the film. See, in my head, though, I'm imagining replacing songs with just, like, dialogue. Yeah. And my first thought is, seven Snow White and Seven Doors. You got seven Vern Troyers. <laughs> All dressed up differently. <laughs> Deep Roy. They're, they're, ham- oh my God. They're, they're hammering rocks. Kind of like just the going, same Oompa Man, this is tough work. Instead like of whistle while you work, you're just like, man, these rocks are tough. No, and by the way, <laughs> like, it wouldn't be Vern Troiler. That's way too big of a role for him. Why aren't seven Vern Troyers singing like, right now? Is it's it Peter Isn't Deke. that what they did it's with the Oompa Loompa in, in Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka? Wasn't that the same That was Deep Roy, yeah. They yeah. did the same actor for like all and just duplicated it. Yeah. Him. Okay, three Vern Troyers, three Peter Dinklages, one Joe and Biden. Partridge. One Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden can be grumpy. They can do the they can do the, the shrink him down. The perspective thing from Lord of the Rings. Right? Yeah, exactly. Peter Jackson is gonna direct Snow White. That's my dream Snow White oh in the God. Seven Doors cast. Snow White's not Snow White's just Michelle is that something they could, Is that something they could actually do? Like, could they actually do a Snow White remake where they hire seven little people to play the dwarves, or is that too offensive? The whole no, point, dwarves. though, is the story itself has dwarves, so they yeah. couldn't just be like, now it's just Snow White and the seven men, because that sounds fucking weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's that's called the gangbang, and they do make that. Full-size guys. I mean, that Snow White moved offensive. down to the woods and lived with seven men in their house. There's a real she was called and also sleep in the gay. same bed. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't know that I would. Six of them are grumpy and one of them's happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gay one. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, so yeah, moving on from Disney remakes. Yeah. <laughs> um I guess the other thing we have to talk about the only thing there is to the talk only about. other thing to talk about <laughs> Iron Fist. Iron Fist. So, who, who should talk about this first? Because I oh, feel like we should just do me. kind of general thoughts. <laughs> yeah, let Rose go first. Rose, what are your general thoughts about Iron Fist so far? It looks kind of great. Um, it it showed up on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, that's a thing now." And then I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. I recently finished the second season of Man in the High Castle on oh, yes? Amazon. Fantastic show. I think I've brought it up before. But uh, I haven't watched the second season, but yeah, I watched oh, it. Oh, man. It's really good. Um, so, whenever Iron Fist came out, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I finished Man in the High Castle like two days ago. I'll watch some Iron Fist. And I was expecting literally nothing. Because from the trailers and from like the early reviews of the first episode that came out on different websites... I was like, well, this just sounds like hot garbage. (laughs) But I watched the first episode, and I was like, okay, this is super interesting to me already, just in the first episode. Um, Second episode was annoying. Because I don't think this is a spoiler, because this happens too often, I feel like, in the Marvel We're going to spoil this. That's okay, yeah. It's fine. I'm not not super invested in it. They do that whole thing where it's like, I'm the Iron Fist. I was trained by these monks that are in heaven and they're like 
ever since the incident, everybody claims they have powers, so they just put him in, like, a asylum. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> Well, there was other reasons for it. It was all right, right, right. There were the other billions reasons Billions of dollars. Yeah, like, people yeah. put him into the psychiatric ward or whatever. But yeah. it, I just hate the whole idea that it's like, hey, I have special powers. Yeah, sure you do. You're just crazy. We're going to give you drugs. Well, but they also like, don't, they also aren't claiming to be a dead billionaire. Come back to life 15 years later. That's right. True. Who has 51% controlling interest yeah. of the company. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why he got thrown in there. The yeah. least of which was, I have superpowers. Because I can guarantee you right now, there's a guy on the street by the overpass that probably thinks he has super... Holding a sign that says "testing human kindness." There's a part of this of this show that doesn't make sense to me, and I think it's just because I don't understand how business works. <laughs> how do you? He business? owns. Okay, he's a member of the board yes. because he has fifty one percent of the shares of the company. Right. right. So how does the board vote him out of the company when he has majority shares? Well, because he could still because he's not on the. Board, the board of directors is a position. Like he still has a vested interest, but like honestly, I thought that was weird too. Because normally, so it's just like we voted him out. I'm they like, would have uh... leveraged. They would have leveraged their shares to have bought him out. I don't understand. No, because then because they say that he still has his shares. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Normally, that's so what like, they would have done. Uh... So that was a little bit confusing. But I'm assuming there's some. Loopholes that allow he, them to make. I the, feel like it's very much the a decisions. That's just the way it is. Ignore that. Keep watching. No, I think it's probably true that it can be done. I just don't know enough about yeah. how is, their corporate structure is set up right. to say that whether or not the board of directors is made up of only majority stockholders, right? Or if it's an actual elected position. Right. And even then, there are ways of removing people from boards. Due to mental health or regular health, because yeah. if he think about it, if he, he costs 50, the company a lot of money. Well, not only that, if he has fifty one percent and say he gets hit by a truck and is in a coma, he obviously can't be making decisions. So how can they make decisions right without fifty one percent of the votes being cast? Yeah. So okay. So my question is, he dies. They think he's dead, right? For the longest yeah. time, fifteen years ago. Right. He was so a kid. He was in a plane he, crash. He comes back and he suddenly has. Sh- Control of the company. No, that takes a few episodes before he's okay. able to prove who he right. is and actually. Gets he has to okay. prove so basically yeah, who he is, and um, that's why he gets put in the mental ward because they're like, "You're not him. He's dead. You're a crazy person." But it also gives us one of the the nicest tie-ins I think that isn't forced. Like Rosario Dawson shows up, night nurse right. is in this because she in has to be in a because she has to tie everything together. She's, she's the, the low she's budget the Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah, she has to be the reason they come together for the Defenders. So and it'll piss me off if she just happens to be in the Defenders like she's in everything else and has uh, nothing to do with bringing them together. Well, she has a much more active role in this one. She uh, does. Uh, like, as it goes on. Yeah, because really I'm at episode 9 or 10. I think I finished 9. And she's, like, in it. Yeah, she's yeah. in like it. Like, when they go to China to go after Gao, she's, she yeah, goes Even with more them. than like, Luke okay. Cage. She's oh, like, yeah. Wow, even more than Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, She was definitely. pretty involved. Yeah, in she's it. very involved. But the other thing I was going to say is I like Hogarth uh, showing up. Oh, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss, Trinity from The Matrix, tied all together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like the, right. she's in this. She shows back up. From Jessica oh, Jones. Cool. She yeah. shows up, and it's actually a really nice time because it totally makes sense why she's there. It's not forced at all, it feels like. That's no, not at all. It's just natural. Like, yeah, that character yeah. should cross over. That's awesome. Right. And one of the things that bugs me, that has bugged me, but didn't bug me about this, is whenever they talk about other Marvel people. Yeah. 
in other shows, it always seems like they're like the strong one or blah, blah, blah. Or like even Daredevil, that will say the devil of Hell's Kitchen. But like when Madame Gao talks about them, she literally says, yeah, Daredevil, Luke Cage, like names them. And I'm yeah. like, Except oh, for good. I think she doesn't name Jessica Jones. Yeah, she doesn't say Jessica and Jones. I, I yeah. thought that was funny. <laughs> that, that, I thought that was funny. But I think it's because she didn't have any interaction with her at well, all. Well, also, it's just funny to me because I'm having an argument with other members of the Nerd Podcast Mafia uh-huh. about the fact that I like the show and hate Jessica Jones. Uh, <laughs> and so they're hey, like, oh, that. And I'm like, I like hey, Jessica here's Jones. the I thing. I did too. Here's the thing. Marvel isn't even mentioning that show anymore like it existed. So... <laughs> I don't know what like the, overall the the feedback for Jessica Jones I felt like was positive. No, I know I'm I the feel minority. like most yeah. of the good feedback though is David Tennant. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and he's dead. That's true. So it's like, like this is well, he was a really good he part was of great that. As a yeah. no, not to get uh, to, to bashing Jessica Jones, but that was kind of my argument against it all along. Was look, it's not that there aren't good aspects about it. Her relationship with, with him, the whole premise is good. But now that's gone, can you say you really want Kristen Ritter to come back and reprise that role? I don't want there to be a second season of Jessica Jones. I no, want her to be in Defenders because yeah. she needs to be in there. But, but like, and I still like her character. If she's the one that has to be sacrificed in the first season, is anyone upset? <laughs> she's not because uh, she has to marry Luke Cage. But yeah. I just the thing is, David Tennant is obviously the strong part of that show. I yeah. was really disappointed that they decided to kill him at the end. I was really hoping for like because you know that's the one thing I liked about the character was that he wasn't like so he had the he had the ability to like do whatever he wanted. He could have been super villain number one, taking over the world. Nobody could have stopped him really. Yeah, but he wasn't. All he cared about is doing stupid little selfish things and controlling women. Right. Well, the, but that was the whole point. I yeah. think was the the whole abusive his, relationship. Right. Stalker, exactly. And it worked really assault. well. And it was it was very interesting to see a villain that was like, I'm not going to destroy the world. I just do want to do what I want to do. But at the same time, it would have been really cool if like at the end of the season, instead of dying off, he like went to jail or whatever, but then like found ways to sneakily get out and then ended up controlling like the whole city in order to get back at her. I just feel like that's too much. Like at that point, you're admitting that, you know, that character is worth more than your hero that you're mainlining. I don't know. You're not making kill grade in the syndicate. You're making, See, I was going to say, like, end of Daredevil season one, Kingpin was just in prison. Right. I feel like when I was watching Jessica Jones, I was expecting it to end with, especially once they had, uh, the cell. Him in that, yeah, containment thing where he couldn't use his powers through the glass. I was like, they're going to make like a special prison cell for him. Right. And keep him, and then that that didn't happen. Yeah. But I think that I think what happened was they couldn't keep David Tennant for more than one season. That's probably part of it too, yeah. But which is, I would have liked to see more of him. I I still like Jessica Jones, and I'm still excited to see her in the Defenders when it comes out. And um, but I think once we get her and Luke Cage back together, because that's the other good part of that series is like I really like the episodes that are her and Luke Cage. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to see that. Yeah. Once that relationship picks up, I think I'll be on board. But it's just, as that series went, I felt like the two biggest parts were not your main character, and that's a bad way to leave that show. It's not, right. It doesn't mean it's a bad show. It has great episodes, but if you take out if you take out Kilgrave and you take out Luke Cage, I don't think the main character stands on her own. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's just, I mean, we're, not, we're well, off track, but... I was going to say, I feel like the main reason she doesn't send her on her own very well is because she isn't likable. Because she's an asshole. Yeah. 
and doesn't want to help anybody and just wants to be left alone. And, like, I could see people identifying with the whole being left alone thing, but I'm just like, why are we watching a show about a person with powers that doesn't I mean, want to be bothered? You, you kind of say that, but I think that Punisher was very much that way, and out of his little bit, you wanted a lot more. Yeah, but he wants revenge, at least. Like, he's going after somebody. Like, the only thing Jessica Jones seems to fight for is to be alone. That's true. Uh, I don't know. Kurt, what did you think of your watching of Iron Fist so far? Um... Well, you know, one of the things that I like about it is one of the things that we don't really see a lot in like action films. And I know this isn't a film, it's a it's a series, but like it seems like today everybody just wants action, action, action like John Wick. They want to see the 500 people that John Wick can kick kick their ass and even after 498 of them they still want to see more. Right. And and it's just all action packed, and there's not a lot of like deep um, like story lines and things like that, and and that's what I like about this so far is that it's you know I'm only through episode six, so I'm only halfway through the series, and but I like how they're really going into depth and in telling this story about the beginning and you know how. He's kind of done some of it, you know, where he came from, how when he was in uh, Kun, Kunlun, is that how you say it? Kun, yeah, Kunlun. Kunlun, yeah. Kunlun, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know the whole the whole story and everything. The the only some of the things that that aggravate me about it is, um, you know, and I know it, de- you know, deviates from the the comic a little bit because I did did some research on exactly like, you know. How, you know how he became the Iron Fist versus what it said in the comic, and you know in regards to his father Wendell, you know in the series versus you know what was in the comic, you know what we you know how he dies versus the comic and all that. So I know I know things are going to be different, but the one thing that that aggravated me a little bit was that you know so he can't come back for fifteen years because you know the 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 portal or the gateway. Right. To, to come back basically to our dimension, our realm that we know and live in uh, only happens, you know, however many years it was, 50, I guess 15 years, because that's when he did, went, went right. away. Yeah, no, um, but he comes years. back and so he doesn't know anything about um, our society, you know, now because, you know, they were training him, you know, in at least in my assumption is they were training him really just to be a warrior. You know, he was supposed to basically just follow follow the rules, follow the training, and and that was it. And um, so he comes back. He doesn't know anything about anything. And then the next thing you know, he's driving an Aston Martin, you know. And, yeah, he's a billionaire. But, like, I mean, I don't need to see how he learned how to drive or anything. But it's just – it just kind of like – to me, it just kind of threw me off, you know. Um, also, it didn't seem like he, he thought a lot about what was going to happen. So he knows he's been gone for 15 years. So he thinks he's just going to walk in and everything's going to be hunky-dory. Everybody's going to remember him. They're going to throw their hands around his neck. And when that doesn't happen initially, he, he other than just saying a couple of things, he doesn't really do anything to really prove that it's him. It's joy that seeks out the, yeah. the validation and then he's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I could pick out the brown M&Ms, you know. And um, so, yeah. I don't know, it just there – was, there was some things that just seemed like 
I wish he would have done a little bit different, you know, uh, in that whole thing. And the car thing was a trivial thing, but, you know, just kind of threw me off. I'm just like, oh, all of a sudden he's driving an Aston Martin, you know, he, you know, when did, James Bond did it. How did he know how to drive? I, I, yeah, get, I, I, mean, get, I get what you're saying, though, because I feel like it's a common trope where it's like, okay, he comes back from the dead. He needs to prove it's him. And somehow the only way he can prove it's him is if he just goes, it's me. Why don't you believe me? And then he gets, like, kicked out. He's like, I can't believe this. I'm like, you're not even trying to convince anybody. Right. Other than just saying, it's me. Like, that's not. Yeah, and calling the other guy, you were a jerk to me and threw me in the closet. They go through through this, why the DNA test, all this. A, the the Meachams, who are the corporate baddies, kind of took all that stuff to make sure, like, this wouldn't happen if somebody ever came forward in the event and claimed to be one of them. The other thing is, he was, like, 10 years old when when he died. So, he doesn't really have any other thing that aggravated me was that you know when he does get the bright idea when he's talking um with um oh i forgot what the what the one uh, fighter the fighter girl uh her name is anyway um and they're you know she's like you've never you know you never did this you never did that you know, or whoever it was he was talking to. Anyway, and the skateboard goes by. He remembers he had a skateboard accident. And then he's like, oh, there's going to be some records at the hospital. And then so he goes to the hospital. And then for whatever reason, they've already beat him to it. It's like they they didn't destroy this information. <laughs> that was in that very was very – I thought that was weird too, Kern. Like that one moment, like <laughs> yeah. how did they end up at he the exact – At the yeah, same time I'm, of this moment you just randomly remembered. Right. You know, I was like, "What, really?" Yeah. <laughs> that 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 was that was a little too much. Uh, some of the things I did like was you were talking about the fighting. I thought that the way that they used the fighting not to be the focal point because it's very hard. Right. Um, and a character whose main superpower is to be really good at kung fu with the superpowered fist. Yeah. Not to make fighting like over overdone, and it's uh, I would say it's a lesser level than Daredevil. Yeah. And it, they use it very effectively in the fights. I would say that I do find the editing of the fights to be a little bit uh, Batman Begins-ish, mm-hmm. where you don't always understand What's the dynamics of the fight. What, what I've noticed about the fights is, if there's a fight that uh, Danny's losing, and then like he starts winning, I don't feel like I know why he's suddenly winning. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like when he's fighting the drunk guy. Yeah. He's doing like a drunk fighting style. Yeah, he's drunken master. Yeah, it's awesome. But like he's beating the crap out of Danny. And then all of a sudden he's not. And I was like, what happened? Like there wasn't a point where, I don't know, it's, I guess it's like cliche, but you know, you one of those moments the, where uh, like he does like a close up and he's like. The only thing like, I can oh, attribute okay, that to. I have to take this seriously now. Like it just, suddenly he's winning. The only thing that I can attribute to. Yeah, I can only attribute that to the one statement that he said early on in one of the episodes when he was talking about um, the more he was beaten, right. like the more focused he became. That's what I was mm. going to say. He's talking to Harold in yeah. Harold's hidden apartment, the secret apartment. Yeah. And he tells him, he says, I only find myself in a fight and the harder I beat, the more the more focused I become. So it's kind of one of those things that like the more he gets beat up, the stronger. I like that. I thought that the the bad guys being Madame Gao 
and the hand in them controlling the business interest. Yeah. But that guy still, Harold, working against them at the same time was a really cool combination. And it yeah. doesn't really have a villain problem because you don't really have a main villain. Your villain yeah. is the shadowy organization of the hand. Yeah. And that's yeah. really cool because the hand hasn't really... They've been mentioned and they've shown up and they've done things, but this is the first time they really shine yeah. and show how powerful they really are. Uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah. There's some aspects from the comics that have definitely changed. Uh, the mortal weapons. This is a big spoiler for people that maybe don't know. You guys don't know, so it's okay. But if you know from the comics, um, like the Bride of Nine Spiders is in there in this warehouse fight. She is not an immortal weapon. Davos is there. He is not an immortal weapon. Uh, it's very weird to me to have that, but I see why they did it. It just makes me think that in the future, it would be very hard unless they bring them back and give them all power mm-hmm. to make them more effective. Because mm. the Bride of Nine Spiders pretty much what does what she does with power, which is kind of the Scarecrow fear toxin. Kind okay, of the Bride of Nine Spiders, is she the one that was like, we don't have to fight, we could kiss yes, and push and them against the fight? Yeah, I got all seductive. Sticking, the, sticking yeah. the pins in him and stuff. That's how she beats people. And then, um, so you guys have seen the symbol on the synthetic heroine that Madame Gallagher. Yeah, the dragon. Okay. That's also his tattoo. It's not. Um, if you know, if you know the comics of the Lord, you, you knew it when you saw it. Like, I knew what it was when I saw it the very first time. It's the Steel Serpent, um, which is another type of immortal beast that gives oh, powers. Oh, really? Davos, his friend that shows up at the end, uh, he's in this. The, he does, He's not powered, so I'm not giving anything away. He eventually, in the comics, becomes the Steel Serpent, just like Danny is the Iron Fist. Hmm. And he is hmm. one of the immortal weapons. Um, One of the things that I've really liked about the overarching story or stories of Iron Fist is that I feel like with Luke Cage, you knew who the bad guy was off the bat. Right. And it was more of just like, how is he going to beat him? Jessica Jones, you knew right off the bat who the bad guy was. Yeah. Or you knew as soon as Jessica Jones like figured out that it was him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kilgrave was mentioned. Yeah. You knew. Once it you was... knew it was, once she realized Kilgrave was there, she realized, okay. Um, with Daredevil, like the first season, it was Kingpin. Right. So like, everything was pretty much straightforward. Who's, who did this? It's him. We have to defeat him. Who did this? We have, it's him. We have to defeat him. With Iron Fist, there's like a lot more mystery around things. Yes. It almost feels like more like a Marvel movie. Sort of like how with Spider-Man, there's always the yeah. mystery of what happened with uh, Peter's parents. Yeah. Well, like with Iron Fist... So much mystery. And like, it unravels so slowly. And yeah. It's like, well. okay, his parents died. He lived somehow. These monks took him to heaven and trained him to be Iron Fist. And then later on, it's like, okay, it looks like the pilots were poisoned by something. And then, oh, it's it yep. was the same poison that Gao's people have. Yeah. Oh, right. Gao somehow knew his parents. Like, but it's so, not super convenient either. Is yeah, what I like. it's not convenient at all. It's and like every time something happens, you're like, what? I don't know how far you guys are in my head, uh, which episodes are which. Why? Right. But I really like the turns that Harold and Joy and uh, Wade take. Ward, sorry. Ward, yeah. Um, I really like the turns they take because at the beginning, like, Ward is this complete asshole that you want nothing to do with. And then you slowly see how his father father has dominated and turned him. Yeah. And he doesn't really want to do any of these things. No. He's just doing this for his father. Yeah. And then Joy kind of switches roles with him. 
And he becomes from really powerful and like a, a douche, total douchebag, 80s power douchebag, to the sympathetic jerk that you're just like, the poor kid's just like a piece of shit that yeah. never got it. And Harold, you never really know if he's, if he's really just, uh, Wall Street, Gordon Gecko asshole yeah, about yeah, yeah, money, yeah. or if he's actually evil. See, that was, that's what I was going to say too about, uh, what's the dad's name? Harold. Harold. Harold, yeah. Okay, so Harold, I'm so afraid I'm going to, we're spoiling way too much for you. <laughs> Harold died of cancer 13 years ago, but made a deal with the hand before he died, so he came back to life three days later. No, that's like second episode. Five. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then Wade kills Ward. him. Ward. I, I said that. Damn it. Joke. Yeah. Ward kills his dad because he's tired of dealing with him. Jeez. You're probably um, running that for Drops him now. off in like a, uh, it's not a pond, it's like mud. Swamp. A swamp. Dumps him in a swamp. Three days later, he comes back to life again. Just like Jesus. But you can tell that after these three days, he's like kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. So like every, and then like Gao tells that story about whenever somebody made a steal, mm-hmm. every time he would die, his wife would be happy when no, he that's came the, back. No, that's the, that's the, that's the triad guy, the hatchet man. Oh yeah, yeah. But they're saying like they he made a similar deal, and he would die. But every time he came back, he was a little worse. Yeah. So I'm like, because when Harold before uh, Ward killed him, mm-hmm. he seemed like a good guy that just made a bad deal. He yeah. never seemed like a bad guy to me. Right. Like he killed those guys that yeah, came to kill yeah, him. But and that he was, was like a little defense. bit douchey to his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he wasn't like just an outright bad guy. Yeah. But then after he comes back. From dying the second time, and he like kills his assistant for saying he wants to eat ice cream, cream. vanilla ice cream. <laughs> uh, I was like, because he he gave him ice cream. He actually brought him yeah, a shit ton yeah, of ice yeah, cream, yeah. but the vanilla ice cream. But he kills him, like beats his the back of his head in with the ice cream scoop, and then he like gets on the ground and he's like, "What have I done?" I'm like, "Oh, he's completely fucking nuts now." So like, <laughs> I'm like, if he dies again, he's just gonna keep coming back and like eventually be like. A really a bad guy. Yeah. Because yeah. he can't die, so he's just going to get worse every time somebody uh, kills him. Oh. They revealed, the hand reveals a trait that tells Ward to convince him, gives him more information on his dad. That story unfolds very well. Uh, yeah. I will say, this whole thing has a good pace to it, yeah. which is a problem I think other Marvel properties have had. I don't know how you guys feel, but watching Daredevil, watching Jessica Jones, watching Luke Cage, my criticism, besides some of the villains, which I don't think is fair... In every aspect, is that they're the pacing. Daredevil season one is good, uh, but season two and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones all suffer from either trying to stretch out yeah. the story for more episodes yeah. than they needed, or cramming in. Have, like we talked about this, Luke Cage. Yeah. For some reason, the last four or five episodes, they just decided they needed to change the story completely. Yeah. And it didn't seem really like they thought it out or right. had a point. It was just something they needed to tell and they didn't know how to tell it, so they crammed it in there. Also, Kurt, I uh, like the fact that you mentioned they tell be- Danny's backstory and stuff. I love the fact that we don't get a bunch of flashbacks of him training and talking with monks. Like, right. like Hung the Thunderer shows up, but he's, he's there talking to Danny, kind of coaching him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's he more. has flashbacks, and he just sees eyes in the fog, and he just sees monks, and he has... Yeah, his only flashbacks were of the crash, you know? Yeah, and, he doesn't... And, and all that, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of, of in the temple, but yeah, I mean, no, it's not a... I mean, and we don't really need that. I mean, I mean, 
I don't, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see him getting beat by bamboo. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't. I know. believed him when he said that it happened. I don't need to see it. Yeah, no, exactly. I enjoy that. I enjoy Colleen. I really enjoy Colleen's story. I'm not going to spoil that for you guys, but that story plays I, amazing. I do need to say that, like, maybe episode three, I was like, okay, Colleen's a bad guy. She's not. Uh, <laughs> Is she not? She, I'm not gonna, like, but I'm not gonna she's say. hiding something, for yes, sure. she's okay. hiding things. Because I'm like... Um, they're all hiding things in a way. Right. It kind of plays out. I really like the fact that there's a lot of toying with love interest. And the fact that you think Joy is going to be something. You think Colleen's going to be something. And it goes back and forth, kind of. And Danny has to find himself. Because he has a lot of issues, it seems, for a guy that's been in a monastery for so long. Yeah. With self-control and understanding it. And find, but I, the way I see that is, imagine how you would feel if you, you, as a kid, you were found, you were brought up in this monastery, you heard this prophecy, you fulfilled this prophecy, and then you're still empty inside. Like, you become the Iron Fist. You are the ultimate weapon in the universe mm-hmm. when it comes to martial combat, and you're still like, I'm still nothing. Maybe I need yeah. to be Danny Rand. And then you go do that, and you're like, okay, I got my company back, I got my name back, I got a billions of dollars and I'm still not doing my job as the Iron Fist. Like, the stress that that has to put you... That's why I feel like it's not fair to say, oh, well, that guy sure doesn't have self-control for somebody. It's like, mm. imagine the stress you're under being an immortal weapon and being a billionaire running your own company. Yeah. Like, it's not a... The, the fact that uh, Colleen's <coughs> sensei knows more about the Iron Fist's power than the Iron Fist does, I was like... All right, something really crazy. And what I what I can say is, like, nine or ten episodes in, I already hope there's going to be a season two. Yeah. Because even though there's going to be Defenders, I feel like Defenders, it's you're not going to get yeah. that, like, individual character development. Right. You're going to get relationships developing. Yeah. And you're going to get... Like, teamwork. Whoever, and I, I can't help but feel like the hand is going to be the main bad oh, in definitely. Defenders. I, I think like, they've been through everything. And uh, right. people keep tweeting at uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. And they're like, are you going to be in Defenders? And he's like, they haven't told me anything. I don't know. I want to be. Uh, they won't tell me. <laughs> I will say this, I, having been the one that finished it, it definitely leaves off like it's going to be wanting a season two and not like it's going for Defenders. That, that's the thing. That's what I keep wondering is, like, one of these shows... The last episode of the season has to lead into the Defenders. Like, maybe it'll be Daredevil Season 3. Or, the or like, the last episode will also have the other people, like, somehow meeting. It's just, like, I can't... Well, in the in the comic, they do meet because, they're, you know, they're already part... You know, orig- originally, uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage were buddies. Yeah. They were crime-fighting buddies in the beginning. Heroes for mm. Hire. Yeah, and See, so, and then um, later on, uh, Danny actually portrays himself as Daredevil because right. um, uh, oh, what, what's the character's name? Matt, that's when the, Matt, when Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt's about to get discovered as the Daredevil, and so he portrays himself as the Daredevil to pull mm, the heat off Matt. Nice, you he know, kind of like that's you know, cool. Yeah. And then Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage eventually hook up. Yeah, they get married, have yeah. kids. Well, they have to. Yeah. Like, they're the only so, ones. So, they can if bump they're going to go that route, I mean, they've got to be able to tie some of that stuff in as well. Um, I think. I mean, well, I, I think, I'm guessing that it's going to be something to do with the fact that I think the only person, well, obviously Luke and uh, Jessica know who, who each other are. Right. I think it's going to have something to do with the fact that Daredevil can sense people. 
So he knows like the footsteps and he knows the heartbeat mm. and stuff of the Iron Fist and of. I think that'll be some of it, and the fact that Hogarth and uh, what's the the, the the Claire, the fact that they they're in everything. I think they're going to be part of what brings everything together. There was one. Yeah. There was one deal. Um, what's the nurse's name? Claire. Claire. Is it Claire? Claire. Yeah, in uh, Iron Fist, uh, when he was getting ready to do the challenge, or maybe it was, yeah, it was when he was getting ready to fight that challenge. And um, she made the statement because he said something uh, along the lines of like, you know, he's he's trained for this, blah, blah, blah. And he made the statement like the hand was always made to be like a myth and or or whatever. And she made the statement of like, wait a minute, you mean I've had more experience fighting the hand than you? It right. was it was, and I was almost like, oh, okay, so yeah, you're saying Danny should sit this one out. I mean, I was just, I, I didn't <laughs> like that statement. Yeah, at all. no, I, I think it I, was, thought, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's, it's like obviously Danny's better equipped to fight them. Right. It, just, it, just, it was just a funny thing to me. Did you notice that um, uh, Claire got a letter from Luke Cage? Yes. Like it barely shows the envelope for a second, and it, like the camera's panning across. But you see that it says, I think it just shows the last name Lucas, so you know it's his other name or whatever. Uh, but, Carl Lucas, yes. Yeah, Carl Lucas. But um, that's the thing about that, though, because that makes it seem like she wants to be with Luke Cage. There's a moment in there where and she says I just says wonder something. if how much they're going to stick to with the comics. The reason that I keep thinking one of the seasons of one of these shows should end with them coming together is that with the Marvel movies before Avengers... They all ended with Nick Fury, right? In the like the post credit scene, saying yeah. like Avengers, blah blah blah. And we're not getting that with these people. So I'm like, the way that they come together, I don't want the whole first episode to be like. No, a I don't think. Episode. I don't think. I don't think it'll be like that. What I imagine is one of these episodes is or one of these series is going to take the Captain America approach, where it's actually a Defenders series, uh huh, and not. I, I just had a great idea that I hadn't thought. Okay, about. go ahead. Fantastic idea. <laughs> Fantastic Four show. Defenders up. episode one. Claire, a friend comes for help because she doesn't work at the hospital anymore. Right. A friend comes to her for help because there's something weird wrong with him, and she looks at him, and it's like some some weird deformity or like something. He was hit by some kind of weird bullet, so it's causing like some weird sure. discoloration, something that she can't explain. So she's like, who can I call to ask about this weird thing wrong with him? Better just call everybody. <laughs> so she just calls up all of her superpowered <laughs> friends and says, can one of y'all help? And they all just show up at the same time. Right. I'm so actually... Like, I'll show up, like, at the house. Yeah. And, just show up at Claire's know, house. And coming. that's how they meet. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this yeah. weird... Look at this weird thing on this guy's arm. I'm hoping that it's Have that. Have any of y'all run into this? Because the only other option is that, like, they all meet at, like, her funeral or something. And Hogarth, like, pushes them to form an organization. Because that's actually what I think is... And then, like... Is uh, she going to die and then and it's going to bring them together? And then Claire's coffin, like, the, the dirt, dirt starts rising off of it. <laughs> And then her mom, Martha, shows up, and they all realize that all their mothers are... (laughs) Since I'm not a comic reader frequently at all, is Claire in the comics? Night Nurse. Yes. 
So is she? Does she ever have powers or anything? No, not because really. one of the things they kind of allude to is that she wishes she was as special as the people she keeps. Meeting. She does that, but I think if you watch the series, like you're far enough in, you know this. She definitely takes a more active role. Oh yeah, and that's very much what happens in like Marvel Knights and stuff. Uh, well, I don't know if it's Marvel Knights. I keep going to Marvel Knights because that's what the Defenders that they keep trying to push reminds me of. Mm. Anyway, um, in there she wears this nurses the old school nurses outfit with like. The sleeves and the cape and the mm-hmm. very white, and you, but she does what she does in this show very well. Like she becomes skilled in hand. If she gets cornered, she can she can she's defend not, herself. She's not, well. yeah, she's not an she's average not Joe on the street. Like yeah. in this in this series, we see her that like even if she's up against one or two hand, don't worry about her. You you keep running and she'll take yeah. care of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was doing some intensive training with Colleen. Yeah, yeah. Kurt, as the series goes on, she gets more and more involved in this wanting to be a superhero. Not saying it or not, but just she's like, okay, yeah, I'll I mean, there, there's superhero people that are in these universes that don't have any powers too. So she could still be like that. Yeah, just, yeah. No, she's very fine. much a Batman in that yeah. sense, and uh, uh, she does a very good job. I think of doing. That. I think she'll be part of the Defenders. It's just at this point, how is she not? She's been in more series than anyone else. But she could also be like the the uh, like the oracle. Like she could just be like oh, no. the one that stays at base. Or no, whatever. no, I think that's very much what will happen. She'll but be I like think the defenders. She's going to be the catalyst. She's obviously going to be the catalyst to bring yeah, them all yeah. together. I think her and Hogarth, the lawyer Trinity, are obviously going to be what ends more up, involved. Yeah, what ends up what? forming the agency was Trinity in Daredevil. Yes. Yeah, not, not not like a big deal, but no. She but that's where Fozzie's old yes. friend used to work, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. I was and like, then obviously, was that Jessica too, Jones, right? yeah. she is there. Um, I think she has like a cameo in Luke Cage. So this is the thing that sucks. Like right before the Avengers came out, I went back and rewatched Iron Man and uh, Captain America. I think. Okay. Whatever. I can't rewatch four series. Before watching the Defenders yeah. to get like a refresher, <laughs> I feel like there needs to be like a just a compact like refresher for each series. That's maybe twenty I minutes. I think they'll do that. I think you have to. Yeah, you got to watch like the recap episodes. That's the thing. Like an anime, you have the recap episodes. You you know who I actually? But, oh, sorry. Previously yeah, okay. on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and it's just like I've been making a spare <laughs> ball for four nice. episodes. Woo! <laughs> you know who I hope is the villain of season one of Defenders? Huh. Punisher again. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Like it's and at the end, they just convince him to join. <laughs> yeah, at the end, they realize it wasn't him. Like he actually is fighting somebody. Yeah, he he is fighting somebody. I want them to use my intro. I'm going to start tweeting it at people. <laughs> what the call? The just somebody. You say, got, I don't know who to call. It's going to call all the super people I know. Well, hold on. Does Claire? Does anyone know? Does Claire know? Uh, Frank? Does she know Punisher? No. I don't think they had, no, wait, no, she was at the hospital when he was getting shot up, so she's had an interaction with him. Because she was at the hospital. At or maybe, maybe she just calls patients. in a favor, you know, because like she's been helping every single one of those right. guys. Yeah. You know, and she's like, look. I got some furniture that needs to be moved. You guys need to come over. That would actually that be, awesome. be so funny. She's like, I'm moving and you all need to come change. help me move. Because I was just thinking that if she knew, I like her idea better. Mine was thinking that uh, that if she knew who, who the Punisher was and thought that he was okay, like, he gets his ass kicked and she has to patch him up. 
And she's like, whatever this is, is not going to be just a call the police situation. Mm-hmm. So that would give her a reason to have to call all of them together. I just want to see, can we at least, does anyone think there's going to be a fight? Because I'm really hoping. Oh, between them? Oh, I'm hoping that they start off on, like, opposite sides, because I would love to see, like... Well, no, like, because in Avengers, right, whenever, like, they had, like, the fight, because they were, like... Uh, right, in the park. Yeah, the yeah. Shakespeare in the park. I want, I want there to be something like that, too. I would Because yeah. I would really love to see Daredevil and Iron Fist, like, have a nice, good fight. I want Iron Fist to punch Luke Cage. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> just, I, I, just I think, like a, No, I think that's like, how it ends, like... I was like a... <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, like, if, if, if one reason they think that somebody's bad... Because at this point, I think... We've, we've pretty much set up how this has to happen. Right. Like, obviously, Danny is going to be the money behind this. No, that's the thing. Since he bought the building that Colleen's in, right. I'm like, that building is where their headquarters are going to be. Yeah. Well, that's how it works in the, is it? In the oh, Heroes really? for Hire. So. It'll be like the, the, the Iron Fist versus Luke Cage. It'll be like the, the Mjolnir versus the yeah. Shield. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even Jessica Jones, like, I would like to see the super strength where he's like, like they fight and he's like, trust me. She can handle it. Like one one very consistent thing I don't like about these shows. Go for it. Is the stuff whenever there's very obviously like wires being used. Oh yeah. Like whenever Jessica Jones jumps, I'm like, yep. it's yeah, really bad. Uh, or whenever Danny does like a backflip over a car, I'm like, God, that doesn't. That's so CGI. Yeah, looks so bad. Yeah. I, uh, you know what I was gonna say is actually one of my things I haven't decided if I liked or not, and you guys can tell me. Is the power levels? Uh, I like the fact that these are all street level guys. Daredevil and uh, is in my top ten. I would say Iron Fist is in my top five. I love these guys, uh, but they're they're maybe a little too underpowered, and it pisses me off because I feel like they get depowered so that they can not ha- have their own movies. So there's not a question that they they shouldn't be running with Captain America and Iron Man and the Hulk because they're obviously down here, mm. and it kind of bugs me because. Like, Iron Fist is just learning about a lot of functions of his powers, and there's various reasons for that from the comics that make sense in this world, but they don't really explain why he's not fully trained. Uh, but I don't like the fact that, like, he does the thing you'll see towards the end. He can really use the fist to, like, detonate, like, almost like a Dragon Ball Z-type move. It pisses me off, though, that, like, during the series, most of he's just like, I could punch a lock off. It's very weird how selective he is with the fist. Well, he has to power it up. It's That's very fine. spirit bomby. But like he'll be in the middle of a fight. Okay, he's fighting, he's good at fighting, whatever. And then like he'll rear back and punch, but it's still not the iron fist. I'm like, okay. Like anytime it's like he can't use it in a fight. Yeah. Because he, he has to, to charge it up. Yeah. Um which leaves him vulnerable. I'm like, man, so you're given the power of the Iron Fist, and all you can do is, like, destroy walls and punch out doors. I mean, I have the same problem with all the characters, with the exception of Daredevil. Like, Daredevil's pretty good, except for, like, his sonar goes all kind of wonky from time to time. Right, yeah. Uh, but that's not as bad as, like, Luke Cage can take an RPG one one episode, and the next he's like, oh, no, bullets. They're hurting me because there's so many of them. Yeah. And then Jessica Jones like, I can run up the side of this building to get to the roof to find them. But then this guy's running down the street. Oh, shit. He's getting away from me. Oh, bye, guy. Like, yeah, that's weird. But they're very inconsistent with the power levels. Also with the, like, I can pick up a car and stop it from moving, but I can't open this door, tear down this wall. Well, that And that was my complaint about Jessica Jones, if you guys right. remember when we yeah. first watched it, was like, is she freaking, like, 
a badass or what? Because like sometimes she like takes these punches like no big deal and and delivers an ass whipping, and then the next thing you know she's getting her ass beat. Yeah, if there's more form. than like two oh. people for some reason she's not strong enough. But I mean, it's weird. But Luke Cage yeah. kind of has a similar deal. Like he can occasionally like throw an armored car across the street, but then the next like he can't pick up a like a cop car and throw it at the guy. Like <laughs> it makes no sense. Like yeah. he's like oh like throwing movement. And it just bugs me because I'm like, decide on the power levels. Because that's something in comics that even bugs me. Is like when I'm following one writer and one artist and they still won't like yeah. flush keep out. Keep it the same. Yeah. And they have it, they've already made them street levels. So let's just keep it. But overall, I think Iron Fist is a really good series. It surprises me because I'll be honest. I heard the early reviews. I'd seen the previews. And I yeah. Thought, You're like, you uh, know what? I love Iron Fist. I think the Mortal Weapons is one of the best comic runs Marvel's ever done. And even though they, they made me happy with um, Luke Cage and with Daredevil extremely. You weren't. You weren't yeah, sure. and I didn't like Finn Jones uh, cast as Iron Fist. But I, I have to be honest, it, it was, again, like way above my level. And they fit in a lot more of the lore. Because, like, Daredevil lore and Iron Fist lore, I know. Uh, enough mm. to enjoy the, the tidbits. So I thought that was really well handled. But... Um, I don't really have a negative, except for, again, I think that a lot of the supporting actors in these shows outshine the lead actors. Yeah. And I think that happens to Finn Jones. I think that there's definitely... That's one of the funny things to me about Rosario Dawson being in all these, is like, she's a bigger deal than everybody she's in all these shows. She's such a good shows. actress, though. And like, she's a really good actress. Yeah. So, I mean, she's a good actress. Uh, Colleen's character, like you said, like yeah. she plays Guarded so well. Uh, Harold Meacham is incredibly... He's oh, yeah. right up there with Cottonmouth. Harold's awesome, yeah. Kingpin, yeah. like... Well, and I didn't recognize that guy. I kept, I kept like hearing his voice, and I was like, "Man, I know that dude's voice. I know that dude's <laughs> voice. I know that dude's voice." And then I was like, "Oh yeah, he was the I forgot what his name was, but he was in Three Hundred. He was the guy that yeah. lost his eye. Telling and he's the story. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. telling the story in the movie Three Hundred. And I was oh. like, "That's where I remember him yeah. from." Yeah, and cool. then and then both Joy and uh, Ward, especially like uh, as their characters develop more emotionally and like their breadth. They, they grow into those roles, so they do a really good job. Madam Gao, yeah. wow, I never thought anything of her. I thought she was a side yeah, throwaway character, and she really has some gravitas. Yeah, I was going to say, Ward so far has gone from, I hate this prick, to gotta suck to be him. Yeah. <laughs> Joy has just been kind of wishy-washy good the whole time up to now for where I am. Yeah. And, uh... Harold, like I said, like he didn't seem bad. Now I'm like, oh, he's crazy. He's <laughs> but uh, something we haven't mentioned at all that oh. I had to look it up because I was I was sure I'd be right and I was wrong. Googling the music. Oh, seems like I, I thought for sure it was composed by the same guy that did Stranger Things, and it's not. <laughs> but so much of the music sounds like Stranger Things really? type music. It has yeah. a very otherworldly, like the whole. It's otherworldly, but then it's like I think it almost sounds like sometimes a song will start, and I'm like, "Is that the Stranger Things theme song <laughs> starting to play?" And then it's You're not. For Eleven to show up in battle, battle yeah. the Iron Fist, and it's one of those things like I like the soundtrack of Iron Fist, and I don't think that's ever. The soundtrack for the other Marvel shows has never stood no, out to me. It's 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 unique in a lot of ways. I think the pacing being one, the villains being one, yeah, and then the, also the idea that it's just it's well spaced. Like it's Daredevil season one, good I, to yeah. me. 
And I know that there's people that don't like it, that think that the acting is bad. I can't it, complain about the acting. It's gone quickly for me. It's gone from a show I didn't think I'd care about to it might be my favorite Marvel Netflix yeah. show. Wow. It just depends on, I guess, the way the next the rest of the season plays out. But, yeah. I mean, if I will say this because it's so evenly paced for me. My takeaway was I really loved that because I never got to an episode where I was like, why is this episode here? Why are we just now learning this? Oh, yeah. Or like, why are we cramming it? There's a new story. Why is there a new character in the main line just now getting introduced? We're on episode 10. You know, there's none of that. All these characters have been there. They may fade in and out, but they never like get any bigger or smaller storylines. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. Kern, what would you what would you rank it? How would you score it? Uh so far, I mean, like I said, I'm about halfway through the season and um I would say on a scale of one to ten as far as uh what I like to watch, I I'll give it an eight because wow. um because um it's and, and it may may earn more points for me later, I don't know, but um I, I hope so. I like the story. I mean, I like the storytelling of this story. You know, I like it being told and not like, don't get me wrong. I, I like to see shit blow up and people get their faces punched in just like anybody else. But I don't need to see it like 150 million times. That's what I didn't like about John Wick, too. It was like, all right, I get it. After he like kicked the shit out of the, like the 150th right. guy, I was like, <laughs> we get it. He's a badass. You're not going to kill him. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. John Wick was good for what it was, but it's like, I don't need to see that gratuitous, you know, ass kicking. I like seeing, you know, the story play out and having it told and, and keeping, you know, keeping that mystery, you know, of like, what's, what is this? What's going on? You know, and you're trying to, trying to guess, you know, and it's not just strictly about, you know, who can kick whose ass. So, yeah, it's yeah. uh it's going to be very interesting to see how you guys feel once you've seen the whole thing because there's lots of good pieces and they all come together for me as a fan. I don't know if they come together for people that maybe aren't fans. So, I don't know. Let me know. Report back yeah. next episode. Uh also, I'll, you, I'll have it finished in a week for sure. I'll also, try they, watching uh, some. <laughs> if you find Carmen San Diego, let me know that too. Yeah. Right. I I was going to say Rose, do you have any questions about the show? No, though you guys have pretty much. There've well, been. No, she's much. like, you've talked way too long about this. No, I, I mean, y'all. Anything that I had much. questions about, you guys kind of answered during. the Have thing. you watched anything else, Rose? Since we we talked since about we it? talked about. Um, geez, have I watched anything? You know what? I watched. Uh, it's not news. I watched the Rogue cut of the X-Men Days of Future Past movie, oh, finally. Yeah. I yes. meant to watch it, like, forever ago, and I forgot completely about it. And I was like, Is oh, it actually yeah. a different cut, or does it just have that added rogue scene? It has, it has added rogue scenes, and then some of the scenes after she comes in are different. Mm. So, um, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys care if I tell you what happens? No, go for it. No. So, what Rogue does is, like, so, remember when Kitty gets slashed by... Um, by Wolverine when she when he freaks out he has a freak out and he slashes her side yeah and she's like she's like I can't I can't keep doing this I'm gonna, something's gonna go wrong and Iceman's like listen we can go get Rogue and they were like we've been looking for her for years we can't find her we thought she was dead and he's like no I know where she is she's in she's in Cerebro they're holding her in the old house in Cerebro to keep her from uh, Xavier mm. and so uh, they're like. Well, well, let's let's go try. It. And they're like, but it's really heavily guarded. But um, Xavier's like, 
you know, I know how the house works. They probably don't know all the secret tunnels or whatever. So they use the secret tunnels to get into the house. They break her out. There's, there's lots of, there's a huge fight scene getting her out of the, uh, of the mansion. Iceman dies. Um, they get her back. She takes Kitty's powers and then she, she continues on with the, uh, time travel thing with, with him. And it was, it like literally the scene took maybe five to six minutes. The extra scene. And then I thought, I was like, why didn't they just do this for the main movie? Like, it mm. was five more minutes, and it added a whole nother X-Men that we, we loved from the first movies. And right. it's like, why, why did they think that they just didn't need it? Like, it's, it's not, so, it didn't take a lot of time out. It didn't, granted, it didn't add a lot either, but it was still kind of cool mm-hmm. to have Rogue in there for a little longer than that little scene at the end of the movie. Um, and especially since then, it made it the reason for Kitty getting hurt, other than to just add some more tension mm-hmm. to this already incredibly tense scene. It mm-hmm. was like, oh, now we have to go get Rogue. So it was, it was like, I don't know, I liked it, and I was like, why wasn't this? Hmm. Why wasn't this in the movie? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I haven't but, seen that. Have you seen it, Kern? No. No, it sounds interesting. But I would highly suggest watching it. I, I completely forgot about it, and then I was like, oh yeah, they did a Rogue cut, so I rented it on <laughs> Amazon. And watched it. It was really good. I liked it a lot. This episode brought to you by Amazon. Is that right? <laughs> Go rent movies. That's not right. Have you, uh, have you seen anything, Chris? Extra? Uh, like I said, I saw Man in the High Castle Season 2. Highly recommended. Um, highly recommended. Five stars up. Five stars. Uh, what have I watched other than that? Um, I feel like I watched some movie. But I just don't remember what it was. Well, that sounds interesting. I can't wait. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? Can't, can't wait to watch I that. still need to watch all the movies that came out last year. Uh, Kern, what about you? Have you watched, seen, heard anything else? Um, No. I I mean, we talked about, I, you know, I watched Logan, talked about that. I've seen John Wick, too. Uh, not really anything brand new. There's a lot of stuff I, I, I want to watch. I just haven't had time to do it. You know, yeah, so. I know how that goes. I, I I will say this just real quick. I watched Frontier. It's the Jason Momoa thing uh, about fur trappers in colonial period in early America on the Hudson's Bay uh, fighting each other. It's really cool. It's interesting. It's on there if you're into that sort of thing. If you like like a turn or anything like that, uh, Black Sails, go check it out. It's really cool. It's really well done. I enjoyed it. Neat. I just finished the first season. So that's it. That's that's all I got for people. Uh, I do shout outs, but let's just be honest. I'm lazy. So do you guys? Anybody want to do shout outs? I'll do them. Oh, facing away from, from the, the microphone. microphone. <laughs> facing away from the microphone. Okay. Do you want me to do them? I can do them. We well, can turn facing. the other way. You know. Oh, there you go. Just take the mic with you. All right. <laughs> Give a shout out to all the podcasts in the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Yo yo, Nerdtastic Four. That's us. Why yeah, did I say that? That's us. So wizard. That's not us. That's not us. Cult forty five. That's right. Why does it have a question mark? Because uh, you know I wasn't sure if it was forty five or fifty four. Great. Cult oh. fifty four. Not that's another. 45. Not another nerdy podcast. Fans on patrol. Superhero speak. Geek yogurt. Dork of all trades. Open all powers. That's and of course. The epic movie guys <laughs> always have to give them a shout out. On the That's podcast. correct. That's everyone <laughs> that matters. So, until next time.
It's been our pleasure to serve you. Yes. It has been fun. Thank you. Come again. Peace out. Thank you. Come again. Bye. Racist ending. No, no. It's not racist. It's accent humor. I heard somebody say that. I, was like, I, I know I'm not racist. Uh, that's, that's, I don't that's, even watch that Oh, it sounds like double speak for racist. It was, uh, I don't know. Y'all don't watch Game Grumps. It was Danny. Yeah, I do. Danny on Game Grumps was doing an accent. And he's, like, yeah. and he's like, it's not racial humor it's accent humor i'm like mm. <laughs> yeah because they were they were, is that the guest grumps when they were with uh with what's his butt jacob from game of thrones what's his butt because they were doing a bunch of different i think accents. that's what it, i think that's when it was yeah. yeah when are we gonna get more game of thrones god damn it in coming. july could not give a shit coming i heard Girl. that game it of thrones is gonna have season. more like, dragons me reasons not to ever watch more, more dragons, dragons. <laughs> yeah i just want to know here's the thing since I'm not going to get my books, I just want to know how the goddamn thing ends. <laughs> yes, please. No, I'm but not, the book right. and the show will end completely differently. Probably, yeah. but you know what? I don't get that right now. And George R. R. Martin's probably going to die before I get the end. So. It's true. Sad. Um, 